It was like a physical brawl. Oh. So a physical brawl between... This is Chef Priyanka, and you're listening to Got Spice with Kirti and Greg. Another third of life is relationships. You know, whether that's a relationship with an individual, with family. How hard is it? Or how hard was it to manage all three of those together? And to be quite frank, do you feel that it took a toll on maybe your personal relationships? I think people prioritize what they want to prioritize and make time for the things that they want to make time for. Mm -hmm. And obviously we don't have an infinite number of hours in the day. So for me, I prioritize my careers Mm -hmm. because it was more important to me because it was what I had the most control over. Mm -hmm. And shocking, but yes, I like to have control over Mm. my life Mm -hmm. and what I can be successful at, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I work is I'm a very logical thinker. And if I'm like, okay, well, if I put in X amount of hours into this thing, Mm -hmm. you know, Y should be the result, right? Mm -hmm. So contributing those amount of hours to my careers has a concrete outcome. Mm -hmm. Whereas relationships, friendships, doesn't work that way, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like, okay, well, if I put in 50 hours into this relationship, this should be the outcome. That's Mm -hmm. not the way interpersonal relationships work. That's not the way life works. And that's not saying one's good or bad. That's just saying that I know how careers work and I know how to build a path to being, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever I wanted to be now and more. Mm. And I prioritized doing that. So yes, in that sense, I did make some sacrifices, but it was, I think it's been a conscious decision to do that because I think it goes back a lot to mom and dad didn't come to this country to like have us just get our MRS degree Mm -hmm. or whatever we want to call it. I think they raised us very specifically to be independent. You know, if you talk to either me, Kirth or Pooj, all of us have been raised not really like girls, but just as people, right? Like Mm -hmm. we equally Mm -hmm. helped dad in the house the way we helped mom. It wasn't like, oh, well, you're a girl, so you can't do this, or you're a girl, so you should be doing this. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, you're in the house, and you have hands and you have feet, you're going to do this, right? So having been raised with that mentality and having been raised to be pushed really hard Mm -hmm. and to be independent, they didn't come here for us to just go get married and be lame, right? I'm I'm not saying that people who get married and aren't, you know, pursuing hardcore careers are lame. It's just, Mm -hmm. to me, that's just not my personality type. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like people let you down a lot. Again, going back to the career thing, like putting in hours in that work in my, in my career, it's not going to let me down. Like I know what's going to be the outcome because there's no way in hell I'm putting all this work and building my network and doing Mm -hmm. this for not go anywhere yeah. sure yeah and you can sort of control it but what you just said makes complete sense because now i know why kirthi when she goes to the bathroom every once in a while she's standing up while peeing <laughs> that is horrible i do not stand up while i pee our, 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 making our, that clear to everyone now our kids would say that's a dad joke such a dad joke. I think that's just a Greg joke. I think it's just Greg. I yeah. agree. I know it's a but category of its own. I, you know, it's so interesting that you say that mom and dad did raise us 
just to be strong and independent, yeah. right? I feel like companionship is important and you haven't maybe had the time for it. Well, I think it's a few things. I guess, things. are you missing it? No, I like everyone's human, right? No one's like, I want to be alone. And like, I don't want to be alone. It's not that. But when you are a woman who is doing something pretty much completely independently and are very focused on that, it becomes very intimidating or daunting for men to feel like they can be involved in your life and feel So there's not a spicy enough man that can handle the Priyanka, the chutney power. I think it's... (laughs) The chutney power. I think it's like... No, but I know what you mean. If I'm with someone and... First of all, it's, I will say I have a certain drive of working and trying to, and wanting to be successful. It's not easy to find someone who's as ambitious. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something. I have experienced not being completely supported for my ambitions. Yeah. And you've seen me go through it. Yeah. Did I, I hope I didn't impact you in some way. No, you know, I don't want to be like, it was so helpful to see what you went through, but it's helpful in the sense like that is the reality. The average Mm -hmm. person is like that person right it's hard to find someone who is as and i'm not saying oh the person i need to be with needs to be just as like crazy hard working no, it's you not just, that. i think it's, we just want support the person mm-hmm. needs to be like the way you guys and mom and dad and pooj like you guys are all my number one fans like that's how you want your companion to of be course. right like mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a competition between me and my companion it should mm-hmm. be like we're building each other up and while that sounds like a simple thing it's, it's not actually it's not, not, not when it comes down to being with an individual you don't have to be in the same career you could be doing your own thing for me mm-hmm. it's like important that that person is working on their own thing and just as ambitious and equally supportive mm-hmm. of of me because i would be of that person right but it's also like I don't want to be with someone who's just like not doing anything. No, like, that's lame. Yeah. So it's very multifaceted mm-hmm. in that regard. And even amongst friends, I have quite a large network, but I have like few cl- very close friends because mm-hmm. that's my personal preference because mm. I have gone through a lot of people and friends who they're not necessarily like happy for your mm-hmm. success and, mm-hmm. you know, you wanting to be. How'd they behave? I don't like people to take advantage of me because i have certain access to things and certain Mm. i'm so sorry for Mm -hmm. asking you for another pan from that amazing brand didn't i give you one you did i'm being funny (laughs) 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 you always make sure we're taken care of yeah i'm like i have three of them if you want one (laughs) no but it's especially amongst women like it's also difficult to find female friends who are mm. hyping you up, you know, and it's Oh my god, why are women such assholes? I don't know, and it's it's, it's sad. Like it I is hate annoying. That. Like even in my like this is my creative world right here, being yeah. myself and not being beholden to the guardrails of working at a bank. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I've spent 24 years working in a very serious kind of industry and sector. And it was so draining that it was actually, if you, if I think about all the people that mentored me and really lifted me up, it was mostly men. It was not women, yeah. which is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. annoying. And it's like really annoying yeah. in the last, like, like, I would say several years where there's mm-hmm. whole like, oh, women, women support women. We do things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we do things to lift each other. How many of those are authentic? I was going to say, is yeah. it full of BS? 
I mean, it's often depicted, if you think about it, whether it's like the housewives or any movie, even Mean Girls, right? It's women tend to, I'm not going to make a generalization, but I'm just saying how it's depicted of women always tearing each other down. And then you even see it. But you've seen me torn down by women. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. It's the same when a bunch of women like a particular guy, right? And they all just tear each other down because they're all in competition with with each other. I guess it's coming down to it's competition, right? And not being able to lift one another up, which is almost the antithesis to success because when you do have an entourage or when when there's a group of people with the same mission, you could empower all of you to become successful. It's not one or the other, right? It really is a group effort I've seen. It's so interesting because it's only later now in my life. And I think it's also because I'm not focused on it and I'm letting good things maybe come to me in a very organic way. Like I'm meeting women who actually authentically are supporting or interested or like, that's really cool. You've taken a bold move. You left a big corporate job to go build something and now you're doing this for yourself. Mm -hmm. That takes balls to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, actually, it takes really amazing boobs, but I'm not going to say that we have to have balls to do amazing things. That's boobs in NYC. (laughs) Corroborated by friends last evening. Yes. Yes. Great, good to know. Yeah. But my point is, I think the world also gives you what you give to it is like something I've learned. And yeah, I am. I know like I'm an old fart compared to you, but I hope I've like also been a good influence on you as much as we haven't been able to spend time together because I've also wanted to give you the space to be like, do you, you know what I mean? Well, I think the advantage of being a younger child is like just observing you guys right i think that is the one unfair advantage compared to older siblings that younger siblings have Mm -hmm. like which is not something we can change Mm -hmm. right because i was just born later but being able to observe especially because you guys are five and nine years older than me that is a that is a significant significant age gap but I think that is the one advantage that younger siblings have. And maybe you can relate to this too. Mm-hmm. It's not like you guys are necessarily doing anything. It's just that whatever you are doing is being observed by the younger sibling, mm. right? I say it's an unfair advantage because it's just observation. It's like, oh, okay, Kirtan Pooj did that. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that because that's going to get me in trouble. Well, like for an me, example, right? Yep. Mm. I would say for me, that's why Kirtan's like, no, don't don't sing those songs. What I'm singing, John Denver and Juice Newton. Just call me angel of the morning, angel. Influenced by my eldest sister. Who's <laughs> 13 years older than me. She used to listen to like John Denver, Juice Newton. I don't even Newton. know who that is. You don't know who John Denver is? You know that song though, right? Contra I know that Rhodes. song. Just call me there's a remake of it. Yeah, yeah. It's turned into yeah. a yeah a hip hop track too, right? So yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know the hip hop version. Yeah, she was you know very much a, a country you know based individual, totally like Miss Little House on the Prairie. If you guys remember that type of show, mm-hmm. one because as mentioned, one's thirteen years older, the other seven years older. So I'm trying to think. Of I mean, that's what, you're like a whole other generation. I was like a whole other generation that came <laughs> yeah. in, like you know, born from scratch. My parents were like, we're you know, we're just gonna reset, and we're gonna like build the ultimate. Like we can build it better. My sister's going to hate me for this, but Oh, my God. You You're wearing what? a shirt with herbivores. Wait, you want to smoke some herb? Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> so talking about herbs. Ooh, so ooh, wait, wait, spice. Wait, wait. So I, I, I have a question for her. Oh, what's that? Is it spicy? It's spicy. How spicy? Controversial. I don't have a dispensary. 
<laughs> I don't think you need one. There's one every, every corner now. Yeah. But you were using a certain ingredient at some point to enhance your foods. And I think you were a little bit ahead of the time. CBD oil. Yeah. But like, this was this was a couple years ago. It was like before it's like people were actually yeah. making cookies and pastries yeah. and whatever. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what what's the deal with CBD? And I don't, why is it okay? I don't do it anymore because quite frankly, I haven't had the time. But mm. I think I was doing it with small dinner parties with friends Mm -hmm. and my interest was more just to see does it affect the taste of the food and does it affect the individual based on the type of food it's associated with what were some of the Mm. effects you witnessed nothing i think i just put too much in Mm. i (laughs) used cbd oil on my elbow oh yeah it was actually given to me originally for like for joint pain pains and headaches Mm -hmm. also right yeah. When I injured my ankle, they recommended CBD oil for my ankle. So I was using yeah. it. So it does help. They even give like mm-hmm. certain babies and stuff who have certain like terminal illnesses mm-hmm. or conditions. As we were talking about drugs, food, cooking, tell us while cooking and you're coming up with your recipes, food is very sensual in theory by nature, right? Touches different senses. Have you ever been intimate while cooking? What? No. Intimate? What? That's hard. Why is that hard? It happens. No. No? There's like flame on a stove. Like, I know. What? It could be sexy. It could be like a no, movie. There's like mustard seeds flying everywhere. There's like chilies. The like my hands are probably like chilied up. Like This would oh. burn skin. Mm. Well, you never know. I'm just asking. I'm asking a professional. Maybe there's certain ways. I don't know. Well, well, if we're making American food, I guess it's possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you use salt and pepper as your spices. So, it's like, ooh, I have some salt in my like, hand. I don't think anyone wants And like, I'm taking a tomahawk steak and I'm like, like flipping yeah. it over and then yeah. I'm throwing it on the, the pan. I don't know. I, I figured I would ask the question because you, know, you never know. Like you see like mm. movie scenes of people, they start cooking. It's all romantic. And then all of a sudden it's like they're going at it. I have never understood those scenes. Those scenes are disgusting. Also like the whole kissing and eating thing is disgusting. But also, like, mm. I'm really into clean environments. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. like... So your kitchen isn't clean? It's dirty? <laughs> no, we feel like curry pata and, like, menchinka and, like, kotomri and, and like, all you're trying to make out. Well, it doesn't really work. Well, the menchinka is going to make it nice and spicy. Oh, yo. <laughs> the answer would be no, no to that no. question. Okay, that's a, that's a hard no. All right, Greenwich boy. Okay, Staten Island Yeah, girl. is that what they teach in Connecticut? But that's human nature. Right? Like, yeah, to do everything to extreme, mm-hmm. which is why we're taking the environment to the extreme and it's now hurting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like everything has been taken to an extreme. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Yeah, I remember back in the 80s when they were first talking about aerosol cans or when you would break styrofoam that you were actually destroying the earth by just cracking styrofoam. It would like release chemicals into the air. Well, do you yeah, there that? was yeah. also like when we were all pumping our ACs mm. and Freon, right? It was like inside the AC yeah. unit. And but Wait, what they had AC? to change the structure of the yeah, entire Freon. AC. It's Freon. It's a chemical that makes, was released in the what, air every time yeah. it would that's what makes try the to AC create cold. cold, cold air. Oh, mm. but that's not anymore. No, but mm-hmm. like these are the things though, that yeah. we have done as people. Okay, so then I guess another question I have for you is... No, I don't put pineapple on my pizza. Pine- no, I wasn't going to ask about pineapple. Oh, 
No, and who ham. puts pineapple? That's like a Hawaiian pizza, right? Pineapple and there ham. There are some people mm-hmm. that put pineapple on their pizza. They do. Negative. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only thing I'm okay with pineapples in it is like a Thai pineapple fried rice. That makes kind of I sense. I like cashew nut with coconut, like right? pineapple in it because it's so in spicy and the pineapple yep. like pieces mm-hmm. cut it. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. You want what's really quite good is a Chilean sea bass in a coconut broth. And then you could put like pineapple in there as well. I'm so vegan. You're vegan. What? what would be your version of a Chilean I didn't, When did sea you change bass? your name to Megan? I thought you were Chef Priyanka. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is Megan? Yeah. I don't know. I thought she said uh, like Megan. I'm like, wait a minute. Pronunciation like, of Megan? Oh, no, there's actually a name called Megan. People are some people. It's another like white people thing, like spelling Ashley, like A S H L E Y versus A S H L E I H G H, whatever. (laughs) Talking about spelling, you're telling me Indian names are not phonetic. Indian names come from Sanskrit, and Sanskrit is the six thousand years oldest languages in the world. I know. Just keep telling yourself that it's okay. Looking at me like that for. Ladies, this is what happens. I get ganged up on. Right. Can you at least not sounding ignorant, honey? I'm not. I'm not sounding ignorant. Oh my god. Oh, my Lord. Being that you both are sisters. What yes, I would, that is, seems to be the case. That does seem to be the case. Yes. I mean, I don't know, Pri. You want to put our face in the camera? Let's see. Are we sisters? Sisters, assuming at one point or another in your lives that you guys have probably fought about certain things. What's like one of the mm. biggest fights you guys have ever had or like something that really like... What was that time you know, that... Perturbed one of you. Wasn't Pooj... You were chasing Pooj with a knife or... There was like a phone involved, or did I hit Pooja in the phone? I gotta hit, wait, no, no, no. There was there was a incident. An incident <laughs> with a knife that started at. No, I'm gonna tell you the story since mm. you asked the question. Yes. Now I'm gonna tell the story. We all went out for a sister's night. Mm-hmm. What was and, the occasion though? Um, Pooja was visiting from where? It was like around the holiday season. Because I had my best friend, you had your best friend from Staten Island, and then there was Wait. one of Pooja's friends, and we decided to do a girls' night. Like, we all went out mm-hmm. for a girls' night, and we tried to go to this gold bar, we oh, went out, like, yeah. to this other bar, and dancing. I'm the only one who knows how to actually eat a lot of food and have a few drinks. But I also know how to control my... This one was, her nickname at that time was Pretanka. Like she was like pre-tanka. What's that mean? Like she could drink like a tank, but be skinny and okay, like mentally too. Like she could hold her liquor. I think I've seen pictures on what's her uh, her Finsta account. Her like (laughs) my Finsta, (laughs) my OnlyFans. No, the the, no your personal account. That's not public facing. The the, the (laughs) non-public facing account. What are you talking about? We've seen it. Finsta account. My Chef Priyanka account is my only account. Mm. That's yes, yes. As far as your parents know, <laughs> she she only has the Chef Priyanka identity. I see. But mm. so we go out, and then we even go to this place Kati called Kati Roll yeah. on McDougal, and we go there to get mm-hmm. food. And I'm like, let's just feed the beasts. Mm. So I feed everybody, and well, our middle sister, she just I don't know was mad about something and then suddenly the two younger sisters are now kind of bickering and i'm mm. like 
with my best friend and we're the old farts of the group. We're like, let's just get the kids home. Let's go. Let's go. We got home. But I think I was driving. There was no, driving you weren't driving. It was somewhere. me. It was me and my best friend who drove. You weren't <laughs> driving. You guys were upset. Long story short, we get home. These two are still bickering about some non-matter. Mm. It was like a non-matter. And then they say one person says one thing. Next person wants it. I'm like, guys, can we just stop and go to bed? Like, yeah, I fed you guys cocky roll. No, and then mom and dad are like, what is going on? <laughs> Why are you yelling? It's two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, um, I'm, yeah, I, we're coming up, dad. Uh, there's just a debate. There's a debate. Well, and then a debate turns into physical assault. Yeah. Well, so I was like, I'm not getting engaged. Not going to get engaged. And you were like, how could you say that? Turn into a hot sumo girl wrestling match. And I was just trying to break them up. And in this process, she hits my face because I was trying to like block them from fighting. Oh, no. And she busts my lip open. Ooh. And my dad comes down to like, what is going on? I have girls. Why are you guys behaving like boys? And I'm like, daddy, it's not me. I was truly trying to help the situation, but I'm just Ooh. the victim. Oh. I was like, I am. Uh -oh. <laughs> Mike is taking a swing at you. Mike, Mike is taking a swing at me. <laughs> but it, was, it was like a physical brawl. Oh. So a physical brawl between the three sisters. Say, this goes back to what Pre said. We are not scared to be like, you know, this is a non-gender interactive, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. You guys have it on video? We were a little bit like Staten Island Hustles. Yeah. Like, you know. Staten Island Hustle. We were Interesting. like. Three <laughs> Indian girls gone rogue. <laughs> three chutneys gone three rogue. Three chutneys gone. There was like a tamarind, there was Chutney a red spilled. chutney, and there was a green chutney <laughs> involved. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. You asked for the story. I'm uh, I, sorry I if I was that story was a little long. But, yeah, I know. You know. So what what did it result in? So you have a busted lip. Did anyone go to the hospital? And who was chasing who with a knife again? There was, there was some. The, there was one. That was not us. That was that's like who busted the bottle open? Like who went whack no, and then like was, tried to threaten the other? No, there was no the knife house. with us. I you, think that's what caused my lips to grow larger. So I think the mm, knife was so they're just that. perpetually swollen. Yeah. So that's one story, but what else? Like, have you guys ever just really gotten just so mad at each other at like another time, or just like what I mean, irks you? What irks you about your sister? Physically assaulting. I mean, other. my lip was busted open. I mean, we need yeah. more than that. That's only one instance. I mean, it sounds like that probably happened on a regular. I mean, you guys are from Staten Island. You're like raised as like wolves. Wait, wait, wait. And so I figure me. that there'd be like scars and like we fight all the time and raised like ball. wolves. Shaolin, yeah. made up Shaolin. Yes. Yeah. How many uh, Wu Tang tracks do you actually know? You know what? Can you name off seven members? of Wu-Tang? There's Ghostface Killer, Method Man, Red Man, right? Keep right. going. I forget the other Okay, one. exactly. Shaolin. Those are the three what? I know too. Yeah, yeah exactly. so what? Those are the three main ones. I don't yeah, care about, about the other ones. What about Jizza, RZA? Yeah, Jizza, RZA, Jizza, you know, RZA. You got ODB. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah that's ODB. Okay, whatever. I'm oh. labeled like Mm -hmm. Three main ones. I don't know. We know where the Pete Davidson's from Staten Island. Christina Aguilera's also from Staten Island. Oh, she is. Yeah. That's right. I recently heard that, yeah. And so is the guy on SNL. He and Pete Davidson now have like a... Oh, yeah. The one married to Scarlett Johansson. Curtis, yes. Corey, CJ. Colin Jost. Colin Jost. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, CJ. <laughs> I thought it was like Corey Hart. Listen, I, I don't know what white man name it was, okay? <laughs> they just bought a Staten Island ferry that they're going to like convert right into a club. Yeah. Oh my God, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's going to be the floating club. I don't know what the latest on that is, but apparently they... Do they need a vegan that. chef? Probably not. For the opening party? You should have know. remembered his their names. I don't know anyone who okay, needs a vegan chef. Let's re-record it. Colin Jost. Colin. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's classic. So, Pri, I love you for coming on the show. You're welcome. Me it too. It warms my heart. Mm. Oh, my God. It's really fun and magical to have you here. Did you say magic? <laughs> Woo! AC 101. I feel so unsure. <laughs> I can't. As I, I take your hand and lead you to the dance floor. As the music dies, something in your eyes calls to mind a silver screen and all its sad goodbyes. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet, I've got no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, I know you're not a fool. Should've known better than to cheat a friend And waste this chance that I've been given No, I'm never gonna dance again The way I dance with you oh. Here you go Tonight the music seems so loud I wish that we could lose this crowd Maybe it's better this way We hurt each other with the things we'd want to say We could have been so good together We could have lived this dance forever But now who's gonna dance with me? Please stay oh, I'm never gonna dance again Guilty feet, I've got no rhythm Though it's easy to pretend I know you're not a fool Should've known better than to cheat a friend And waste this chance that I've been given But I, I But I, I But I, This is the real magic so I don't think anyone who's listening to this podcast knows a thing about my career. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're what? Google. We're going to help your Google. Like, Google. So Google. Google. You're, 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 we're going to take your Googly eyes. And <laughs> I'm perplexed. So what career? I don't know. I mean, I'm just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> we just started watching the show Chippendales. And so you're going to open up the female version of Chippendales. That would be called a strip club, and it's called Hustlers <laughs> on West Side Highway. No, I thought you were doing like a vegan version where it's oh, like... Oh, yes, all the strippers that are hired are vegan only, are vegan. and they're wearing sustainable oh. G-strings. Exactly. It's made from plastic. It's <laughs> So you're going to open up Recycle and call plastic. it... You should just call yeah. it Versus, V-S. V-S. Yeah, and then this will be covered mm. by Coke can tops. You know, the... Like, yeah, all, oh, like, yeah, take all like the products people are throwing out, yeah, and, and then you just have them use it. And you just wear it. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. That's yeah. that's an interesting take that, on that it. That actually could make money. Mm -hmm. That could work. And then sometimes they could wear like full bag of Doritos on top that have been thrown, so then they could open it up and they're like, <laughs> do you want a chip? Do you want a chip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be like the cha-cha-cha. <laughs> and then be like, ooh. Mm. It'll fly in. Wait, we can't use Doritos. The cheese is not like oh, vegan. okay. So we oh. have to use plantain. Plantain chip Vegan bags. Robs. Oh, That's yeah. a good oh. brand. Which brand? Vegan Robs. Uh, vegan they make Robs. like junk food uh -huh. cheese puffs, but mm. it's all like made with cauliflower, mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts, and it tastes good, but it's like Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So what's your favorite? Uh, I'd like to try that. Yeah. What's your favorite steak joint in the city? Peter Luger's. Peter Luger's. That's a good spot. Yeah, I've been there actually. Mm. I died. You died? Why'd you die? It's disgusting. Was it disgusting? <laughs> what made it disgusting? Was it the thick slabs of bacon? That come out. I sh- went there. Or the schlag. They schlag, right? Honestly, schlag. I don't even know why I was there. I was, why were I went you there? there? Yeah. I was with a group and I was like, okay, I just want to be part of the affair. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, ah. Just go and support And it. eat like lettuce. I was like, I'll go eat a side dish. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, you've been to Peter Luger's, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So when you walk in, it's like. It actually emanates It beef. smells <clears throat> like meat. I know, and I'm like, so I was like, okay, like nice this is gross. Steak. And then they like are. Did you just wear out. your COVID mask the whole time? And the waiters. This was, no, this was years ago. Like this was like years. ten years ago. This was a long time ago. So then I was like, okay, like all right, I'm just gonna sit here and I don't know if I could like eat anything because mm-hmm. at this point they were just like bringing out the meat and stuff, and I was like, I don't think I trust anything that's Mm-mm. happening in that kitchen. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's cross contamination with the cream mm-hmm. spinach and like the meat. So I was like. I think I'm just gonna like get a drink. And so the guy's like taking the orders and he's like, All right, what about you, honey? What do you want? And I was like, Um, I think I'm good. And I was like, I can't tell this guy that I don't eat meat because mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna take me and back make to the you into the make meat. me into mm-hmm. a steak. And they're gonna be like, We have a chutney special or something, mm-hmm. you know? Like here's one like tomahawk steak or Tony Hawk steak or whatever. <laughs> Tony Hawk steak. Like this is a rare Indian. <laughs> yeah, this is a chutney Tony Hawk steak, whatever that cut is and I was like, All right, I'm not gonna tell him. He's like, You don't want anything, honey? You don't want any Canadian bacon? And I'm like uh no i'm fine and so <laughs> i'm just having uh a vodka soda or gin and tonic or something mm-hmm. and these guys are all eating at that at some point i'm pretty much like wasted because i'm like okay i'm just drinking yeah, i'm not eating anything and then they all get irish coffees at the end and it comes with like a side bowl of whipped cream and these like chocolate medallions and i start at that point i'm desperate they call that schlag the, okay. the, the whipped cream is the schlag. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I And this was like, this was a long time ago. So this was my pre full on uh-huh. vegan days. So uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to freaking eat this whipped cream because I'm pretty sure in the kitchen, the pastry pastry section is separate. It can't be combined theory, be. with yeah. the T-bone. Yeah. Like it's it can't with, be. With the but Tony Hawk Peter, steak. Peter Luger's, you never know. Yeah. You don't know if Tony Hawk steak is like coming into the like <laughs> whipped cream section. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> but like, I was like, I'm going to eat this. And this guy's like, oh my God. You actually eat honey? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, eat. I, yeah. And I was like, I do. I love food, just not this food. So that was my first and probably last. But they have vegetables there. They have cream spinach. Yeah, and they but have other. I don't trust anything that's like, mm. I don't know I if there's like her. Tony mm-hmm. Hawk meat it's juices. Because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like it's been sitting in the same kitchen. So like emanates the No, we don't know. I don't know if it's like no, but they the can take like the same yeah, the metal same spoon, spoon and, and do this yeah, and do this. I get it. I get it. Yeah. What is your favorite restaurant in the city then? Not Peter Luger's. Not Peter Luger's. Yeah. Okay. Is that a new spot? I Not think, Peter Luger's? Um, it opened in like 1864. Mm. So it's like kind of new. I see. Like just probably just made like, you know, a TripAdvisor's list or something of like oh. places to visit. Use mm. TripAdvisor for your restaurant no. For international restaurants sometimes because it's mm. like other lists don't apply mm. there. That's true. Is there like a go-to spot in the city that you absolutely love? It depends on what cuisine. That's a good question. Well, what's your yeah. favorite cuisine? So That's also a good question. So what is it? Mm, I don't know. 
what's or not even favorite what is a go-to weekly like so for instance kirthi and i we eat mexican every single week we eat thai every single week we pretty much eat indian every single week and we eat italian every single week and then we have mediterranean every single week we literally rotate these yeah Yeah, i like i do like like middle eastern Mm -hmm. and not because i was just there but But because it looked amazing Mm -hmm. yeah i think generally it's good and like we grew up with mom making falafel all the time so i think we're used to it and I think mm-hmm. there's so much variety for mm-hmm. vegans and vegetarians. So I do like Middle Eastern. I do like Mexican. I actually wouldn't even put Indian at the top because I don't eat Indian mm-hmm. out. I'm eating mm-hmm. Indian at home. Even though I, the dosa at Sarvana Bhavan is good. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. The rubber dosa is good. There's one by us. Maybe we should go. I don't know. It might be location dependent. I the, think it is. The one by me is good. Because there about was this one, one downtown in Seaport that opened up, and I don't think it was as. The one by me is like the I think the original Manhattan location. Yes, the, the one, one in like twenty eighth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that one is good. I think for like Lebanese, I think we all like the same place, a lily, mm-hmm. which is good. Mustache, mm-hmm. which is good. Oh, mustache is good. Yeah, so, is good too. There's a there's one that's really good and we have actually never physically oh, eaten there. Baladay is good. Which one? It's B A L A D E. I think it's Egyptian slash maybe Lebanese. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So Sahara mm-hmm. in the East Village, so good. Mm-hmm. Is it? I'm oh, Lebanese Sahara, or yeah. hmm? Lebanese or Turkish mm-hmm. or? It's more like Turkish because mm-hmm. they have that yummy Turkish bread, mm-hmm. but they're ka- mm-hmm. like katik and they're like. Eggplant mm. and their falafel. They make mini falafel balls, like this tiny. Yeah. Like you can order like hors d'oeuvre style, which yeah. is so good. So favorite restaurants. Obviously, you decided to become a sustainable chef. A lot of the food you create, Indian influence, kind of like these fusions. Mm-hmm. I will give you credit that you do make vegan food or vegetarian food have a good personality. I do actually quite like what you make. It's it is like quite my good. personality. It's perfect. It's perfectly it's pretty divine. It's perfectly imperfect, which is what makes no, no, life no, no. Wonderful. It's just you could just stop at perfect. But just you're, perfect. Period. Wait, you're a prefect. Just perfect. Oh, perfect. Like and, you, and like, pre- you're like a purr. Purr. No, no, I'm not a cat. I'm not into cats. Yes, Love yes, cats. We'll cuddle yes, cats, but no. Yes. Mm. And so, mm. perfect. I'm not talking. a cat lover. So, but if one was fat and like, mm. so talking. I don't mind visiting cats. No, but if there's a cute one that yeah. like thinks it's a dog, like that's cute. Oh, yeah, I and see. then they try to scratch me. Oh. No, no, that's just Buttercup. Oh. No, no, cats don't like me. Mittens my doesn't scratch. Buttercup. No, Mittens is trying to like sleep mm. on my face. Yeah, because she thinks she's a dog. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. cute. Tell us about the modern Tiffin. Uh, it's modern. Mm-hmm. How modern? Like 2021 modern. Yeah, it's kind of old now already in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, it's vintage now. It's vintage. So it's vintage modern. Are you going to come out with a new cookbook? Yeah, what's going on? What are you doing? No, we're working on something, you know, Mm. now Mm. that I have more time. Mm. You know, got to put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would include um, God Spice hot sauce recipe in that one? I don't think it's going to be a traditional cookbook, actually. I think it's going to be a little bit different. But even mm-hmm. your first cookbook wasn't traditional. But it was still so traditional in the sense that it's it has like recipes, recipes and yeah. directions. Is, and Is it going to contain all like the scandalous photos that you now post on Instagram of you half, half naked? Now post. I've been posting that since Instagram was mm. a thing. Yeah. I don't know. They seem to get a little more scandalous year on year. <laughs> Greg mm. is monitoring your beach photos. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I see. Yes. It, it, went, it went from... It, Priyanka's like Instagram went from here's my food to what is food and here's my body. Oh, yes. It's a piece of food for any man who would like to engage with me. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. What? Uh, yes, that is the, that is the marketing angle I've gone for. That is yes. the angle, but okay, yes. Gregory. So, Modern Tiffin, mm-hmm. what inspired you to, to actually write the book? I think anyone who cooks probably has some, like, interest and aspirations for writing a book because you grow up with not only these TV shows, but also books that you refer to mm-hmm. when trying to learn new recipes or trying to make, like, certain classics and even though we live in a very digital progressive age, there's there's something about having something in writing and opening it up and having that sitting on your bookshelf or kitchen counter that's very different than Googling it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And especially for us, because we don't have like, you know, some book that we can reference from I or mom. Like mm-hmm. this was kind of like my way to then take whatever I have learned and am continuing to learn to put it somewhere that is almost a keepsake mm-hmm. and then sharing that with the world right yep. i think there's a lot of our culture that is not shared like when people hear indian food they're like oh so like chicken tikka masala and garlic naan which is not even indian it's it's british colonialized variations of indian mughal empire indian dishes mm-hmm. and no one's saying that's bad, but it's just not reflective of how diverse India is. Mm-hmm. But then also on top of that, like for me specifically, because I've traveled so much and because I have this certain angle of living, which is this sustainable angle and just being more thoughtful, mm-hmm. I think encapsulating all of that in a book is important to me because then it's actually putting pen to paper and like my name on that paper saying mm-hmm. that like this is something that's so important to me that I published it right sure, yeah. like sure. it's actually it's not just a blog it's not just like uh something i emailed it's like literally in a physical book mm-hmm. and also there's something generational to it right like it could sure. be passed down it could be gifted it's also like the other flip side of it it's not the most sustainable right mm-hmm. like i think the publishing industry is so modernized yeah mm-hmm. it's very archaic mm-hmm. even in the process the way they work but sure. the way it's printed like all these books are printed in china i've even inquired about like trying to get the book printed in a sustainable way the type of paper it's using like but i have have to be like a hundred dollar like book then yeah and it's crazy like so unaffordable and then you won't be able to make it as so it's like how i think the way i look at it is like okay well i'm not positioning in a way where i'm like greenwashing like Mm -hmm. i hate companies that greenwash like oh we're a giant corporation or company but we have this like one sustainable team that's like doing this one sustainable thing so like we're sustainable that's that's corporate america yeah so like um what i'm gonna say now is not to be that like i'm not saying oh well i do this therefore it's offsetting that but Mm -hmm. the way i think about it is if i could use this platform of publishing to get my mission and story out there that's more important right now Mm -hmm. than trying to change the publishing industry and make it sustainable well, because then sure. I'll you know now that you're doing this now that you're doing this more full time i think it might give you the space to think about ways to create value through yeah this this notion that you just even even like things like what bombas does and yeah tom's like mm-hmm. shoes. Tom's shoes so yeah. i like am for every be... book that's printed yep. what can you do with the proceeds from that to yep. 
maybe provide paper to kids in Africa who need that yep. to learn, right? So, so essentially like do that. it like, as you said, Bombas one and Tom's for one does. Type of one thing. for one. So for every for every sock that they sell, every shoe they sell, they provide socks shoes. or and shoes. Tom's does that too. Yeah. And so your sister could provide for every book that's sold, they provide a book for someone in a area of the world yeah. that otherwise wouldn't have a book, yeah. but also doesn't have a kitchen nor a stove and they can't actually cook the food that's there. So that's a great idea. That's not what I said. You were literal. <laughs> Actually, what I am doing is like kind of building on that a little bit is I think a lot of people in my position, especially when you're a content creator, like so many questions that I get are like, oh my God, where did you, where do you buy your clothes? Like, mm -hmm. what are you wearing? Like, mm -hmm. excited to share my first ever merch drop. Woo! It is completely me. Look over here and look at this. These are sustainably made and proceeds from these sales will be going to two charities that are very close to me. RAN, which is the Rainforest Action Network, and Glio Leo, which helps raise awareness and fight glioblastoma brain cancers. I hope you give me the opportunity to let me outfit you with one of my shirts. These are limited editions, so I hope you want to make it part of your closet because look how cute it is. You can have a piece of me in your closet. You can wear her every day. You can put things in your pocket. You can put little vegetables. I'm striving to create it sustainably mm -hmm. and also a portion of the sales will be going to two charities that are important to me. One mm -hmm. is RAN, which is the Rainforest Action Network. It's one of the major organizations that actually helps in combating deforestation mm -hmm. and also like helping displaced animals and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is important to me because we are destroying. I, I did try to wear a zebra shirt for you. I know, I know, mm -hmm. I know. And Zebras then, just don't yeah. suit me. And like that, anything environmental is important to me, but also like the whole point of like dropping the merchandise is not for me to make money because like that's, that's not the way you're going to make money. If I want to make money, yeah. I'd be going doing something else. Sure. But also to highlight that you can create new products with existing materials mm -hmm. that's number one but number two this is very like it's going to be customized it's going to be very much like a piece of me so like people can just similar to my book people who buy it can feel like they're wearing something that's in my style right mm. and that's like mm -hmm. a little bit so of they a, could pick like chilies or strawberries or well you know mm -hmm. you'll see what it is fruit. it'll be colorful and mm -hmm. it's like pick your own icon and yeah. paint it on mm -hmm. and so like the so i'm I want to contribute to RAN and then also to Glio Leo, which is Mark's charity for brain cancer and brain tumor. That's also important because obviously we come from a medical family and there's a lot of emphasis on physical and mental health. And I think given, you know, what's happened to him and the loss that him and his family have incurred and they're putting research into like how they can actually combat this disease but mm -hmm. and this cancer but something that they discovered when she was trying to fight it was that her diet really helped her oh. um in in her like longevity and actual survival yep. i, I, I see that. you've like experienced that with I, both your parents yeah right? i did yeah my my mom fell ill when i was 15 and then uh when she was an at-home mom that always cooked for us we always ate well but then uh after she fell ill then the recipes changed a little bit like so for instance less salt and things of that nature and then um, my dad became extremely healthy and just everything he was reading was all about 
how to provide the right foods for my mother to extend her life, essentially. Mm -hmm. All different forms of homeopathic recipes instead of just straight up Western medication, anything that can help, as well as different food choices um, to, to help you know, sustain her life, yeah. we'll call it, um, safer life. Because I think in this country, especially in the Western world, there's a lot of reactionary medicine mm -hmm. and treatment. There's not holistic, proactive, proactive. approach. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. maybe if you minimize the intake of carcinogenic foods, processed foods, like mm -hmm. burnt foods, like all of that's super carcinogenic, like, and people are just eating it for the ease of it, so, the accessibility. So for like um, a stupid person, that's like someone who takes something and grills it right yes and they let burns it, it like burns they char it, it yeah to a it's level. carcinogenic and that hurts mm -hmm. the body yeah mm -hmm. it's cancer causing that's what mm -hmm. that means so it, and i'm not saying that any of us are or i'm leading a perfect life but i'm aware of it and mm -hmm. i mean i eat vegetables so like i think it's important to to just be more thoughtful but well, like it's also self-awareness mm -hmm. yeah but in turn you know, the, the way I'm living is more environmentally friendly. And to me, honestly, that's the first and foremost thing. Like, I don't think we should be harming others just so we can eat a sandwich or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although Greg likes a good sandwich. I do. I love sandwiches. You do, do, but we could mm. put vegetables in there or something. I do. I use lettuce. He's actually mostly. Okay. This meat talker, don't let him like. Are you eating Tony Hawk steaks? If I could eat three tomahawks a day. It's not Tony Hawk. It's not Tony Hawk. He's a it's not Tony Hawk steaks, like a steak that looks like Tony Hawk. No, it's the tomahawk. Oh. It looks like a tomahawk. I thought it was oh, like it a, doesn't look like, like a the skateboarder guy. Like, yeah, yeah I doesn't. thought it was like a steak that's like served on a skateboard. Yeah, Tony Hawk steak. No, you eat it and then you go skateboarding. See, I feel like oh. I would do so much better marketing for the steak industry. Yes, we yes. just like just, just take, eat it and skate. Tomahawk. Tony Hawk didn't he just loan his his blood to Liquid Death, that company, and they created yeah. some custom skateboards and put his that water company. Of, yeah, they, yeah. They used his blood and put it into red paint, and then came out with a limited edition skateboard painted with paint Ew. with his blood in it. Yeah. I don't know if I want his blood on yeah. my that's skate. Gross. She's making fun of me because if i could eat three steaks a day i totally would but i eat red meat i think like three or four times a year mm. uh, to be quite frank mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. actually so kirthi makes fun of me because our He's vegetarians compared to your sister i eat less meat than her and then we fight mm. about it because she's like you're not eating meat when i want you to eat meat oh. like well, i'm not in the mood for me mm. so we're not having the chicken fight right now yes the chicken fight so so our friends mm. our friends were saying to us one day we wish we had fights like you guys because they're fighting about like serious things they're gonna like break them up and our fights are about like i didn't eat chicken when you're sister wanted me to eat chicken because or, i'm not like eating or what was like the onions weren't grilled right oh no it wasn't Ew. the onions weren't grilled right so she was making like no no it was like beautifully grilled onions were up in no, connecticut no, 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 no. turned into like a relish and very flavorful Ew. and i didn't that eat that sounds raw no, 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 no. caramelized. Like, he means caramelized. caramelized. He's using oh. the wrong word. I was like, yeah. relish doesn't... Because that's what she called it. You called it an onion relish. Remember? I think you called it No, that. and then so they were like caramelized, and I didn't eat them at that moment in time, and so we were, we were like fighting about yeah, that. Yeah, I was annoyed. It was, she was annoyed. The onions were not being consumed after all the love that was put in them. Yes. Mm. And to caramelize mm -hmm. an onion obviously takes like 45 minutes when yeah. you're cooking it, right? And so we were fighting about that. She, You know, she's making fun of me because I talk a big game about meat because I love meat, love the meat industry, and love, you know, basically eating as much meat as I possibly could eat, but I basically eat zero meat. <laughs> <laughs> and so that like, concludes this episode of God Spice Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep calling it God Spice Podcast? I, I call God Spice oh, Podcast? Probably because our handles are all like God Spice Podcast. Because yes. we didn't want to be like a weird, sultry CD show. Mm. Oh. Just want to be clear it's like a podcast. Yes. So there's not CD ROMs of this? <laughs> <laughs> there, there absolutely are. You can find them on Wait, your, you're you're selling them on your like account. You're supposed to like that, like, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Coming from the music industry and back when I was significantly younger, the tools were not essentially invented yet that enable the kids of today to one, promote themselves and or create music. Like, so for instance, just going to record, we were lucky to be able to get our hands on a four track cassette recorder. Mm -hmm. when, mm. when now you can record on everything, you couldn't record video anywhere and there was no distribution outlet. So when I was a kid, when we used to have gigs, I used to print out 200 sheets of paper and staple them to telephone poles in my town and or other locations to actually promote our gigs. Mm -hmm. Today, it's much easier. And you see it on TV where someone even posts something that could go viral. Maybe it doesn't even go viral, but then all of a sudden a celebrity gets hold of it. Like, so for so instance... So are you saying it's just easier for today's generation? It's easier and harder. There's more competition, but yet you may not... I shouldn't say it may not have to be as talented uh, because there's talent in producing what you're producing, but there's different forms of access. And back when we were, when I was younger, there, that access wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You either had to have a connection and or start in the mail room and eventually make your way up so you could act, um, mm. have some sort of connections. It's different now. Are you seeing from even when you started because you success isn't necessarily overnight historically as they say it, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success and you've been working on this for quite some time it's not something that mm -hmm. you just picked up one day it's what are your thoughts it on it started that? at five it started at five when she was five when she was five. Oh, when you were five and she was mixing so, stuff so on the what table are, two questions but the first one is what are your thoughts on people today potentially not being necessarily a talented chef but they could potentially become this known chef overnight because of something they posted oh you're talking about those little of, viral like a viral recipe video, creators yeah, maybe someone who like created some form of like grilled cheese because they use like you know mm -hmm. Jarlsberg cheese I and now they're like the hottest I've seen people copycat my sister with that spiral pasta yeah mm. but I, I'm not even the one that started that I think a lot I of have people, seen copycats of you though. <laughs> I think a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, especially food creators, started going viral because they're home and mm -hmm. they have access to the time and uh, phone and ingredients to make things. So a lot of people have gained a lot of popularity and fame mm -hmm. through this sort of virality component. And they're not necessarily like chefs or trained or, and I'm mm -hmm. self-taught, but I think for me, yes, it is a little bit annoying because that's the honest truth to have to compete with these people who maybe started in 2020 versus like I started my blog in 2011, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like I've been doing this for a long time and I won my Food Network show in like 2017, you mm -hmm. know, this was like all back in the day. So it's definitely annoying to have to compete against that. But I think the way I've looked at it is kind of what we were talking about before. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if these people who don't have my credibility necessarily or don't have my vision for food can go viral and can this can get this many followers then mm -hmm. so can i mm -hmm. like it's just a matter of right timing right place and doing the right little like video that's really just yeah. gonna hit and but i'm not the type that's like okay well i'm gonna make big feta pasta because that's trendy and i'm gonna do that i, I was just gonna ask are you are you that looks disgusting are you like me. changing your strategy on the fly to like hit what the trends are at that moment in time i think in terms of the way i'm editing my videos and what i'm putting out there i'm trying to be or have been like trying to be a little bit more eye-catching but mm -hmm. never compromising my style of cooking and my personality or what I stand for as a cook, which mm -hmm. is the veganism and the sustainability piece. In fact, it's actually my sustainable recipes that have gone more viral than anything mm. that's quote unquote been on track. Sure. So, well, uh, you know what? Sometimes also a little controversy is not bad. Mm -hmm. And what yeah. I'm saying by that, even remember when you did the ceviche 
Yeah, the watermelon ceviche. Like mm. it, it's like you had all these lovers, but then you had some haters. It went viral mostly because people were like, "That's not ceviche." Like you have near, no idea what you're talking about, and mm. you know, especially on TikTok, you have so many generations, especially younger generations, that are on there. Mm. So they have access to so much information. So they're just like, "Well, like historically, like this is not like." even latin this is like this and that and you know ceviche the whole definition of it is you're curing fish with like acids and vinegars and it's like yep. okay well the whole point, citrus acids yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like i understand that mm-hmm. like i'm not it's a play i'm not dumb it's a play that, on vegan. ceviche so it's like i i understand that and i appreciate that mm-hmm. but i think one of the core definitions of being a chef is being able to create something out of nothing mm-hmm. and there's no rule book necessarily mm. right i don't think it's like like i'm not making something that's not a bechamel and calling it a bechamel right like sure. it's it's variations of things that already exist plus mm-hmm. things that i'm creating on my own sure so obviously watermelon ceviche is not a ceviche so then do you think that vegetarianism if that's is that technically a word vegetarianism mm-hmm. and in veganism, do you think that they sometimes get a bad rap because of the marketing of the industry that tries to be something else? And what I mean by that is when we're talking about nuggets before, oh, vegan chicken nuggets. It's like you're trying to be something else. And so you're going to get called out on it versus your own category. So is it like a self-inflicted self-sabotaging by trying to latch on to what people normally eat by associating this with that versus saying we're staying away from that we're creating our own style of food that you may enjoy versus saying hey these are veg uh, vegan oh, like chicken a, nuggets like a fake steak or yeah, like a fake steak yeah. or you know it's, it's almost like they're trying to capitalize on what people are already eating and say this but is I, a replacement think, for it but i think in those instances and, greg those are very purposeful right mm-hmm. like for instance our brother-in-law was a huge meat eater mm-hmm. and he like misses the taste of a steak or a hamburger so in his purpose that vegan impossible burger it's complete delight for him like it satisfies his craving so really when when those specific vegan products in my opinion they're not like even the nuggets like those are targeting me like Mm -hmm. i don't need to eat a chicken nugget because i will eat the vegan nugget over Mm -hmm. the chicken nugget Mm -hmm. as a result because it's really quite comparable to the chicken nugget Mm -hmm. And same for like Badham, who like yeah. loves a burger and he's like, heck yeah. And Rapood, she loves her her bacon and now mm-hmm. she's found like bacon substitutes for that. So there those things are very specific. Mm-hmm. But then I think vegans have their entire other category of foods and, and dishes and recipes. And I think you serve up a lot mm-hmm. of those yeah. type of recipes. They've like yeah. they're not made for the meat eater to want it mm-hmm. it's made for the person who wants yummy food yeah and they just want like a healthy choice yeah. in making that food yep but but then again coming back to like with chatter online right now the big conversation is people trying to diss vegan food for the fact they're trying to copy regular meat by being plant-based anyway and so do you think that it behooves the industry to try to separate or try to remarket themselves instead of saying that this is like vegan chicken nuggets because you were just called out for ceviche by ceviche loyalists there's going to be chicken loyalists there's going to be steak loyalists Mm -hmm. right and so do you think the industry needs to change its marketing as it's evolving and more people are trying to eat you know potentially eat more sustainable and be more sustainable but also eat healthier do you think it needs to change its marketing approach or should it stay as is i think there's 
three things that are happening. I think the first is there is this established way in the Western world of how your plate should look based on what all of the dairy, meat, mm. health organizations and industries in this mm -hmm. country have created. Like we used to formally have the food pyramid, which was yep. absolutely bonkers, mm -hmm. right? Like I remember that, yeah. no one should be eating that many carbs and mm -hmm. whatever that laid out, right? Mm -hmm. Stupid. And then there's this other premise of like traditionally here in the States, it's like, well, this is what a plate of food looks like. You have chunk of meat at the center and then you have a carb on the Sides. side mm. and then you have a vegetable on the side. Mm -hmm. Like no other part of the world eats like that. Sure. Not even Europeans, like literally no one eats like that. So when you have this ingrained and really pushed kind of focus on this is what your plate should look like, this is how you should be eating, etc. It's hard for people to move away from that to be like, oh, well, maybe I should eat family style or maybe I could eat, you know, five vegetables as a main dish mm -hmm. and actually have more carbs in my diet that aren't as processed because carbs aren't evil, right? Like, mm. so it's a, it's a shift. Are, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. shift on perspective on food and mentality. So I think there's, there's that portion of the industry. Mm -hmm. The second thing that's happening is these brands, the Just Egg, the, the Vegan Nuggets, like whatever we want to call them, Impossible Burgers, they're not creating food, to, and I'm not, I'm not representing any brand here. This is just, you know, Your my perspective. perspective on it. They're not creating foods that are like, well, you should replace all your hamburgers with Impossible Burgers. They're mm -hmm. saying, hey, we're creating this food to be more sustainable, not to make you go vegan. Because at the end of the day, factory farming is the top contributor to the detriment of our environment and the release of methane gases and mm -hmm. destroying our ozone layer and all. These are facts. We can't mm -hmm. deny it. And there's honestly no reason why we should be factory farming anymore, especially with the statistics that nearly 40% of food supply in the U.S. Mm -hmm. goes to waste before it even hits the grocery store shelves. Sure. So it's like their premise and mission in creating these alternatives is to provide, as Kirith mentioned, like people who want to still eat meat, mm -hmm. but are conscious of the environment, they can eat an impossible burger or they can eat just egg instead of eating eggs they can bake with it etc so mm -hmm. it's not like mm -hmm. hey you should eat this and go vegan it's like hey if you're in the mood for a hamburger like you can eat this instead of that a hamburger four times a year there's a third aspect too yes. which is kind of the bucket you were alluding to which is this cultural aspect right mm -hmm. back in the day and i'm talking even like in the 90s right like mm -hmm. People didn't have access to the amount of globalization and culture that we have now. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the digital age and social media, people are learning what biryani is. They're learning mm -hmm. what dosa is. They're learning what jollof rice is from sure. Africa. Like they're learning about these different dishes and cuisines without having to actually go to these places. Mm -hmm. So there is this exposure, this exposure mm -hmm. of like, oh, wait, you can take eggplant and make it into like 500 other dishes, mm -hmm. not just eggplant parmesan. Sure. Right. So well, Greg eats eggplant all the time and I he do. eats it in eight different ways. That is true. It's your meat. It is. It's very you well, eat you, it like your meat. I do. Yeah. Well, it is. It is meaty, right? In its yeah. own right, and, and it's, it's filling. And it's filling, and it's good for you. And you can prepare it, as you said, like eight different ways. And your sister makes like gorgeous versions of, of eggplant. And then I also love. I have my parmesan. own cookbook. 
She does. It's not written. It's in my head. No, it's called the Kirthi cookbook. But, but, it's like Kirthi concocts. But, but <laughs> yes. the one thing I will say is even... Delicious. Even <laughs> the Kirthi Sounds cook- tasty. <laughs> but, but even when you make eggplant, like I just said, eight different versions, you put some fresh mozzarella in every version, and it just tastes absolutely gorgeous. Now, Greg is waiting for the right vegan cheese to come out. There's a, there's a lot of good brands. Uh, I think it's a work yeah, in progress. No, this, yes, I would say that's maybe far-fetched to say that they're... Maybe there's good brands because they're good like mm-hmm. brands but their product isn't very good i think there's been a lot of progress i think there's been improvements mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. but i am waiting for like that i'm well, not sure if i can convert com- to vegan like, like, cheese though like the nuggets are there now the nuggets are quite good yeah. the, the impossible beefs i refuse the, to eat like, well, i'd rather just have they've recreated beef, but... steak too now i know yeah they have juicy I've marbles chunk foods like there's yeah. so many that I'd rather just Very not eat it. I don't need it that, you know, if I'm going to eat a steak, I'd rather just eat a steak. I don't have to have a replacement. I'd rather just eat something else personally than yeah. a faux steak. I think it's important to have options. And I think it's important for us, again, even as someone who does not eat meat, like my mission's not to like change everyone to be vegan. It's I think people just need to understand that the way things are working now mm. it's just not it's working. not sustainable mm-hmm. it's not sustainable like it, and it's not okay for us to be with no pun intended for your yeah. sustainable mm. it's not okay to be treating animals like this like mm. it's i think it's just completely inhumane. i think i think ideally we wish oh a part of them is used to make leather shoes and then a part of them is used that's to eat and then, then a part of them is but that's that's like there's a lot of waste mm-hmm. is what i think a priest trying to educate what's, what's, the world on i'll tell you what's beyond sad is talking about not only just like the the animal industry but look at the fish industry and like shark fin soup i don't even want to get oh, into shark fin soup I mean, oh my god and what's happening in the waters of south america right mm-hmm. now with mm-hmm. other countries like let's not yeah, even go there right now but it's really really sad it's sad this is the the competition does greg or priyanka know me better mm-hmm. 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 my headphones mm-hmm. on for this make sure i'm who, fully focused who knows who this knows is the kirthi better mm-hmm. okay okay right, so people. this is what do we win my love oh uh-huh. okay fine I i'll buy you dinner tonight whoa Whoever wins gets dinner on me tonight. Mm. Taco Bell. I mean, Taco if you guys Bell has want. Taco vegan options. They do have vegan options. Yeah. Actually, we love Taco Bell. I've, I would order in Taco Bell so, in a Taco heartbeat. Taco Bell, sponsor me. I would order in Taco Bell in a heartbeat. The funny thing is, I've never been a <laughs> fast food I, in my entire life. Like, even my family. <laughs> He's never eaten Taco Bell till he I, met me. Yeah, I think I had it maybe <laughs> once. Where have you been living? My, I didn't grow up with a fast food eating family. He's from across family. the border. because oh, we're a fast food eating oh, family. To be quite frank, I didn't eat fast food until I met your family, essentially. And then ever since How then... How dare you call Taco Bell fast food? It's fast food. That, it's is, definitely, that is not fast food. It's, it's, it's doors a, over there. It is a QSR That's restaurant. Accessible, it's a QSR. It's accessible Mexican cuisine. Oh, it's, yes, accessible Mexican cuisine, which is... Don't served, you think, it, don't you think a that's a good way to describe Taco Bell? Taco Bell is amazing. It's still fast And it's food. approved by Mexicans, Now too. I'm like oh, craving. Good. I'm going to have a craving Taco Bell now that we said Taco Bell. Is that like Olive Garden approved by Italians? Did you know that the breadsticks at Olive Garden are vegan? No, I didn't. I don't eat an Olive Garden, so I've never been to an Olive Garden. So <laughs> oh, why would I know that they're vegan? Wait, you've never privileged. been to Times Square? Like, how yeah. do you, like, whatever. I've I've never been to an Olive Garden. There's actually very few. Wait, actually, that's like him going out for like Indian I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever like been to an Applebee's either. Yeah, but Olive Garden's like, you know, it's in its own genre. That badass salad bowl, so good when you get it Where? without the raw onion at on Olive it. Olive Garden? Mm-hmm. So good. Really? 
Their Italian dressing is so good. Salad and really? breadsticks. That's how that's, that's their marketing. Like yeah. mom and I used to be like, just bring us more salad bowl. Like we wanted the salad. You know when you order like something from Olive Garden, instead of it being like five hundred calories, it's like thirty five hundred calories. I don't know about that. Yeah. And their chicken scampi was freaking amazing. Mm, I'm sure it's really quite good. Oh, yeah. Remember the chicken scampi? Yeah, you remember eating that with yeah, me? That's that's. So you, you get switched it, with eggplant. it, but then you started switching it to. That's, that's interesting for saying that you're not a when fast you food. No, I didn't get shrimp. I got eggplant. Food. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Food. I didn't oh. For saying you're not a fast food restaurant, you guys are all about the chains and fast food. Listen, you're when you grow up in the burbs. You got to mm. be burb, like restaurant aware. Mm, I see. Because growing up in Staten Island, there was literally nothing but Italian restaurants. So when we had to branch out, you we found, go to Olive Garden. You go to Olive Garden? Yeah. You go to Olive Garden or Taco to, Bell. You go to another Italian restaurant. <laughs> or you go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hut. Although the Hut, I, that's one place I have been to a, a, a few times. They do have a good oh, salad bar. Oh, I've dabbled in, I've dabbled in the Hut like three times, mm. maybe four. But Taco Bell, I think I might, may have only had once. And then like all of a sudden with your family, it's like, oh, let's have Taco Bell, especially Pooja. She's like the worst. She like sends out these texts <laughs> that like the pizza is back and she's all excited about it. Well, that's a really, it is an exciting moment. All right, let's hear it. What is my favorite food to eat multiple times a week? Oh mm. my God. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had it twice this week. <laughs> yeah, wait, what the hell? And three times, if you consider it like part of last week as well, which was <laughs> within the seven day period. We've had it three times some within Bundekai like six days. And some it's thing. not Bundekai. It's not Bundekai. Bundekai could be in the oh, actual oh, dish it's itself. Probably like some red curry or something. <laughs> yeah, some Thai thing. Oh, interesting. Mm hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, Thai. Red curry. Not red curry. Green but curry. Thai. Thai. You definitely like the curry. And don't even tell me about the no budnikai. There's definitely some freaking I just said there's budnikai in, oh. in the food, but yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. So Thai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in theory, you wouldn't call Thai food like, you know, this eggplant. Isn't, you wouldn't call that budnikai. Anyone would know this, though. This is not like, I don't know how many people know that. All, all I know is that I'm leading right now. Mm-hmm. And that concludes the Kirithi game. I'm Barbara Walters. Bat!